Oh hey, I'm back. What what I miss? Thank God you're back, Jim. I was so scared. Is he what's wrong? Uh, there, there was diapers and chickens and eggs. That's all that needs to be said. They're all dead, Jim. What the cold oh, happened? Shit. The last podcast was a fucking mess. <laughs> <laughs> Although the crazy thing is that it's one of the most viewed podcasts, so we, it succeeded. It was, there was doo-doo and eggs everywhere. It was a disaster. You say they want more fetishes on the podcast. Apparently. So, like, we just got to piss off the audience and then that'll somehow make them comment more. Thus, uh, more people would come into the video and see what the hell this is, what's going on. Oh, well, then you picked the right fucking guest for this episode. Let me tell you what. Boy, we have a guest today, but hey, it's Holy the Pizza Party fuck. Podcast. I'm Pan Pizza. Who are you people? Oh, hey, I'm Jim. He's back. I'm Nolan. I'm Izzy. And we have a guest. And? Hi, I'm Chris Kerberfer, or or uh, Sheila, whatever you want to call me. We- it don't matter. It's the internet. And what is you can it? call me whatever you want, baby. And what is it that you do, Kerberfer? Uh, I do uh, too many things, probably. Uh, I do animation. I do writing. I do voice acting. Uh, I help people with all of those things occasionally. And I do a lot of it for myself on my channel uh, and other such things as well. And I've been very lucky to be able to make a living generally doing one and or all of those things at once. Excellent. For anyone who is not familiar with you, what would you recommend them watching? Or Oh, sure. Uh, for my own personal work, I created a series called Tome, Terrain of Magical Expertise. Uh, it's very inspired by a lot of cyberpunk stuff. Such as, and not limited to, Dot .hack, Mega Man Battle Network, Reboot, and not Sword Art Online because I've never seen it. Uh, it's, it's a 16-episode series uh, that I produced from 2011 to 2015, and uh, I'm very proud of it. And I had a small crew of very wonderful people that helped me out on it. Uh, there's a lot of heart in it, and lots of cool special guest stars, and fun, heartfelt moments and things. Uh, if you want to check that out, I also do curb blogs on my YouTube every other week that are about various subjects. And in the voice acting world, uh, I am probably best known as Dezel from Tales of Zestiria, which is a Bandai Namco RPG game. And I'm also reprising him in the anime adaptation uh, called Tales of Zestiria the Cross. I'm also Garmazabi in the Mobile Suit Gundam The Origin uh, OVA series, of which the fourth one of those is coming out very soon. And I was also in another Gundam show, Iron-Blooded Orphans, as Savarin. Oh. Uh, and other stuff, like Pokemon, and Alone in the Sea, and Dis- Sky of Five, and other shit. Jesus Christ. Those That's are a enough. bunch of shit. <laughs> You're making us look like enough shit. Enough already. Shut up! Jesus Christ, we don't care about any of that shit. Like, we don't, we haven't done much with our lives, so it's just like, you're just bragging about all the animes you're in. Oh, yeah, the I'm most sorry. I did was a hentai. Oh, right. Really? Yeah, I did. Dude, I have a, I have a friend who, who works on hentai. It's awesome. But it's not, it's not even like an official hentai. It's like a weird fetishy hentai that was done independently. It's like oh, a lot okay. of yeah. By the way, I promised everybody that was not a, oh, yeah, my friend. No, I really have never done a hand type before, but I'm hoping someday. <laughs> May your dreams come true. Yeah, yeah my, make my, sure my they dreams. come true. Haha. ha uh, My wet dreams come true. Oh, man. And we're not. That's our show, everybody. Good night. But I remember. Yeah, okay. Everybody's done. All right. Um, 
All right, we'll meet you guys next week. Uh, that was a great podcast. Yeah. And strong. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Like and subscribe, favorite, share, buy a t-shirt. Next video, I'm not sure what it is, but hopefully I get it done soon, because right now, as we recorded this, the uh, Danny Phantom video should be up Tuesday, hopefully, because I haven't finished it yet. I'm screwed. I'm behind, because Loki IRL, my oh. webcomic is out, everyone. Issue oh two. Yay. It's actually it it's It actually looks a lot better than the shitty first one, because the first one had zero background and was just oversaturated. Oh, dude, that sounds like how shitty my original version of Tome from, like, Newgrounds 2004 was. Uh, so much respect to re to reinventing it for the new age. I like the texture in the background you put on there, by the way, Pan. Oh, right. The, uh... <laughs> I just get, like, a paint texture and just overlay it on regular geometric colors. But Tome... I was watching that earlier today, and I was like... I really like the style of it just basically simulating a uh, RPG video game. And, of course, the music. Like, I can tell it was... Like, the music's original, right? Oh, yeah. It's all composed by the very fantastic uh, Weston Durant, also known as Kajeto-kun, also known as the guy who created the original It's Over 9000 meme video that took the fucking world by storm. Uh, we've also had... Uh, Can it be called AKA? AKA, 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 AKA. Because, like, um, let's so far, everyone, everyone <laughs> has AKAs on, on, the, on those projects. Uh... Uh, Kadget did a lot of the main composition. We also had uh, Living Tombstone do a lot of stuff. Uh, Stephen Kelly did a lot of the orchestral songs. We had some guests like uh, Ivy Tran from uh, Stephen Universe do a guest track as well. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of really amazing music, all incredibly talented folks I'm very happy to have, have worked with and still work with to this day. Yeah, the music does a good job simulating like that Final Fantasy 16-bit themes. I, I love chiptunes, and particularly I love uh, Super Nintendo era, mm -hmm. uh, and, and a little bit of Sega Genesis, depending on the person who made use of the blaring-ass yeah. sound chip better. This, all um, the synth music on the Genesis. Yeah. The animation, uh, I, the, we, the design of having it look like sprites and stuff was more so so that I could produce an episode in not 30 years and have them <laughs> come out in a fair amount of time. So it only took me four solid years to produce 16 TV show-length episodes, which I think for a crew of about 10 people or so is pretty okay. Yeah, it's pretty I, good. I, would, since, I, would, uh, I mean, you are simulating like how RPGs do it with like the text box on the bottom, but there's still the character profile there talking to each other. Yeah, although although I, I tried to push a little bit further with it as we continued because I was actually worried early on that like, Oh my god, am I going to improve much as an artist if I keep it looking like this forever? But as it went on, uh, there were a lot more opportunities for me to kind of uh, push for the animation. And actually, there's a short that I just finished that's going to be coming out in uh, November, uh, in, in about a month or so from now, um, that is for the five-year anniversary of the show. And uh, for that, that, because it's a short little two-minute sort of thing, I really tried to push the, the envelope on animation quality and do something like better than I had ever done before and I'm, I'm very happy with how that turned out so yeah. yeah but enough about me and my shite what about what about you all what do you think of me in my <laughs> <laughs> well I think the earliest memory I have of your work is um uh, if, for a long time ago brawl taunts the flash video uh, well that's my cue to leave see you later everybody <laughs> <laughs> Being young has never been this refreshing. I wonder what kind of joy is awaiting in the world of Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Ha! Show me your boobs. <laughs> Sorry, you're gonna need more than a falcon punch if you want to get some of this. I'm too cheap. 
Sonic is not cheap. Sonic's just fast. Dude, isn't he the reason they banned Smash Balls at our tournament? <laughs> Are you ashamed of it? <laughs> uh, mildly. I mean, you know, it's it was a it was a stage in my and uh, and Kira Buckland, the the creator of Brawl Taunts, uh, in our lives. Um, she's been a friend of mine for over ten years now, which is is crazy to to think about. Um, and we're actually both in Tales of Zestiria together, which is really cool. And she was in Tome as well. She's been a lot of stuff I've worked on. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not proud of it, certainly. But, you know, when I meet people who, like, oh, I enjoyed it. No, it made me laugh back in the day. It's like, I, I appreciate that. You know, it's just, it, I didn't create it, and I didn't put any effort into the animation. And I also did it on bad reasons, more or less. Oh. So, you know. But but you know what? I mean, honestly, a lot of the stuff that I did back then, you know, I did Parody Rangers and the Nintendo collabs with a lot of friends and stuff, and they were all learning experiences. You know, I don't regret any of my any of my time on Newgrounds back then because it prepared me, I think, a lot for once I <laughs> finished college and started doing stuff like Tome and and you know, kind of moved forward and et cetera. So yeah, you know. Newgrounds used to be a beautiful thing. I mean, <laughs> I have no regrets on. I posted a lot on Newgrounds, and it was wonderful because you could. I literally would. I mean, when were you on posting stuff on Newgrounds? Uh, I would say from about 2004 to <laughs> mm, like 2011 or 12. I posted the oh, first wow. like okay. the first season worth of Tome up on there for the most part, and then I, I, mean, I kind of shifted over to YouTube. But the thing is, like, yeah, Newgrounds. A lot of people still to this day give a little bit of unnecessary shit to Newgrounds. But the thing is, first of all, the people that run it, Tom Fulp and his crew, are all wonderful people who are incredibly supportive of up-and-coming creators. And, you know, a lot of really talented animators who, you know, are very well known now on, on YouTube in particular, um, you know, came from there. They got their start on that site. And it was you know, it was great back then because you could just – I remember posting something and an hour or two later – thousands of people would have watched it just because it was there and there was no YouTube. I think yeah, YouTube kind of ended that site because I, I literally would upload something when I was in college. I would upload a, a Cletus the Fetus cartoon, go to class, come back, and, you know, a couple thousand people had watched it. And there's, like, no way you could do that today without having a subscriber base. Like, just because you were there and it was halfway decent, <laughs> you would do okay, which is, like, kind of... It's hard to explain to people what early internet was like, but people are like, there's a video? Oh, my God. I'll watch it. And it was like, now now if you go, I put a video on the internet, they'd be like, go fuck yourself. I don't care. <laughs> a video that well, granted, like granted, on Newgrounds, they would tell you to go fuck yourself also in the, in well, the that, reviews. But, that, you know. that's, that's true. I mean, my, my, I was more familiar with it. I probably stopped uh, in 07 or something. So my memories of it are more pre-YouTube. But yeah. I just remember how amazing uh, that used to be. Or if, like, you would happen to get a link on E-Bombs World or something, like, how it would just, like, there were these things where you could literally, like, just explode just for being there. And, like, that just doesn't, that, like, went away in, like, 2010 or something like that. You know? Well, you know, because I, I always used to describe Newgrounds as freedom for all people creatively because it was a yeah. portal for animation, for games, for music, for art, for everything. The thing, like, most people associate it for, first and foremost, the, the cartoons that were on there. And I would say secondarily, a lot of the Flash games that were on there, too. Um, 
But, you know, it, it was um, it, it really was just this amazing portal for anybody to put whatever they wanted anywhere and they didn't have to go through any kind of filter. And actually, if anything, the filtering system of it was if it was really bad and it would get blammed was kind of interesting, too, because that wasn't like something that really came into play anywhere else. So there was just nothing else like Newgrounds at the time. No, there and, really wasn't. Wasn't and I, I don't know. I, I think it, it really deserves its spot as like kind of a landmark in 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 animation and entertainment history in a way. You know, I mean, even if even if if in anything in a small way, like still nonetheless, like it. You well, know. It, it's it's kind of uh, the thing with the internet that people kind of don't get, or like how they stereotype, like even Tumblr or Twitter or Vine or anything, is that these are like a la carte services. So acting like an a la carte service is like just this one experience is a completely flawed idea because like Newgrounds wasn't just, you know, those, those like fruit clock things they have or stick figure fights or there are like so many different things on there. But like, I've talked to other people who are on Newgrounds the same time I was, and they like had a totally different experience. And I think it's like weird when people try to put those things in boxes because it's like, by default they can't be because they're too wide open you know there's so much content on there i mean it's like when people say youtube's just this one thing it's not there's like a lot of shit on there you know yeah you know i, th I think a lot of the unfair perception of newgrounds that came from what exactly what you're talking about i think because like obviously in the early the early early days uh for those of you who don't know newgrounds was barely supported it had that that's the reason why it had to have a lot of like porn ads and like for, like adult <laughs> like hentai games and shit like that because nobody would host it and they had to get you know money sources from stuff like that and you know yeah. and that wasn't something that they were that they were like reveling in or proud of it was just kind of like the the wild west of, of internet content and um and the, and you know eventually um when they got to a point of being able to sustain themselves very, very well, uh, you know, it became a lot more widespread. But but either way, like it 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 had this general kind of reputation for like really raunchy adult, like no holds barred kind of shit. Um, because that was the stuff that was usually getting the most amount of attention on the front page, and that's what people were coming there yeah. for and et cetera. But you know, there were so many, there were so many different kinds of things. And I, and I think the other problem is, um, you know, and this is the, the result of just the influence of everybody. And, and I include myself in this too. A lot of us were all kind of making the same kind of stuff for a while. Um, yeah. you know, cause like, I mean, that's and why that changed. That's why uh, Homestar blew up because it wasn't, there was no profanity in it. There was no, you know, everyone was doing the kind of gross out, kind of more like I can't believe I can say this on on anywhere kind of thing and then oh, yeah. that's why Homestar was like such a hit because nobody was really trying to do that or if they were on Newgrounds I didn't see it you know I, I actually still remember uh seeing Homestar Runner before I uh, got introduced to Newgrounds and uh and that was kind of my first well actually I'd seen like some of the Joe cartoon like you know the the frog in the blender that kind of stuff but Homestar Runner was my first real like introduction to like a flash cartoon show more or mm. less and then when i found Newgrounds, uh the really early guys that and, and it's funny because now i've gotten to be friends with a lot of them and i've worked with them guys like legendary frog uh richie zerbs john zerbs uh the uh, the super flash brothers who are making lots of really awesome games these days uh you know guys like that and then obviously came in you know the advent of like the awesome series and a lot of people were doing stuff like that for a while um you know and then yeah, yeah, things just shifted so much, and then and then like more people, then like Happy Harry showed up, and Chris O'Neill and Zach Haddle, and you know those kind of guys, and it was really interesting, kind of seeing like 
how things had shifted so much. And like I was in college uh, when I was doing most of the stuff that I became known for on the site. Uh, and I was producing a lot of my own work while I was going to school and, you know, having, you know, obviously putting school work first and foremost. Um, but I always wanted to stay productive. I always wanted to be creating. And I, I was meeting so many other really talented folks and nice, you know, guys that some of which I still know and work with today. Um, you know, and then eventually when I finished college, I, I, you know, all the experiences that I took away from my time on Newgrounds and, and actually, no, you know, even, even I'll, I'll say this too. Um, when I started doing Tome, which was my first step into like, you know what, this is the, really the type of stuff that I want to make. I want to make my own original cartoons with my own characters that I built from the ground up. And, uh, and, and Tom Fault was so incredibly supportive and, you know, the Newgrounds actually sponsored the first four episodes of the series hmm. uh, when we were doing them. And uh, so he kind of gave me my start on that as well. And he, and he sponsored us for like some of the uh, Nintendo Labs and Parody Rangers and all that as well, which was very kind of him. And uh, having a budget, like, you know, small as it was, but a budget to split between everybody and, um, you know, go kind of go through all that. And I don't know. And it was it was just a nice kind of like way to get you know started and, and learn a lot about what it is to produce a show and, and to work with others and to, you know, distribute and get things out on a constant basis. And, and it was really, really beneficial. Like, even though like the community could be a little, you know, aggressive at times and not everybody was always very nice a hundred percent of the time. I feel like overall what I took away from my time on there was, was really positive, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I think the appeal of new grounds back then is like, TV wasn't as uncensored as it was now because, like, people would just post whatever and just say whatever they want. And there was all these weird, random cartoons. And I feel like that's also what helped Invader Zim get popular is that. Yeah. Well, they were very out there, certainly. Yeah. What, what was kind of cool is I remember actually in the midst of my time on Newgrounds, uh, I went to Comic-Con uh, in San Diego two times in 2008 and 2009. And this was around the time where there was Cartoon Network in particular was having this um, this sort of renaissance where they were having shows that would be kind of on the cusp of not quite Adult Swim, but pushing the envelope. This was a, this was right around when uh, you know Flapjack and Chowder had just started, yeah. And this was right when Adventure Time and Regular Show had been picked up. And uh, and also funny story, Rebecca Sugar, the creator of um, uh, Steven Universe, graduated two years ahead of me in uh, at uh, School of Visual Arts. Uh, learned a lot from her. She was actually very cool. A lot of the, the stuff that she had sat down and t- told me about was very, very useful. So I owe her a lot. And um, she uh, was uh, beginning to work on Adventure Time. And then I remember the early days of when the Steven Universe pilot got picked up. And, you know, it's incredible to see how far that's progressed, that show. And um, and it was really exciting to me because, you know, obviously Adult Swim and a lot of the anime stuff and some of the adult cartoons had, you know, hit a big stride around the early 2000s and stuff. But um, seeing this kind of halfway point of like, hey, like it's still on the daytime hours of Cartoon Network, but we can, you know, go a little bit more mature with the subject matter, you know, uh, stuff like that, which was really cool. And I think that that, like, as a creator too, that was really exciting for me because to see a much wider variety of content, um, you know, and then of course Nickelodeon had, uh, you know, Legend of Korra, which was pushing the envelope a lot, and uh, you know, and then eventually Ninja Turtles, I think did so a fair amount and the gravity falls on, on, uh, on Disney XD and stuff like that. And, and watching that kind of era unfold into what we have now where, you know, a lot of the, the kids shows are, you know, kind of blurring the line a little bit more in terms of, um, you know, the maturity and, you know, the trust they're sort of, they're sort of putting with like, Hey, you know, it's okay for, 
you know, these shows to, to kind of go a little bit more beyond the scope of, you know, Y7 or, you know, whatever kind of ratings, et cetera. And I'm really happy about that. I'm really happy to see such a, such a major, much like how there was a variety in, in the content that, you know, was on the internet. Now I think there's a much bigger variety in animated content that there is uh, on TV and in, in theaters and on Netflix and stuff like that too. And it, it's really cool to see that. Like I was following a Craig McCracken creator Powerpuff Girls blog and he was talking about how in the early days of Cartoon Network pre-Adult Swim, uh, shows made on Cartoon Network like Powerpuff Girls and Dexter, they said the intent was to attract like kids but also 20-year-olds and Craig McCracken compared their mindsets to what Adult Swim was pre-Adult Swim, like that it was until Adult Swim came around and I feel like around like 2004 and five, like Cartoon Network began to... I don't know, the quality of cartoons just lowered with stuff like Squirrel Boy and uh, Papayama Yumi. They weren't that great. Well, they they also, that was the whole Cartoon Network vibe was half Stoner Channel, half for for kids. Because if you look at those interstitials with the hip-hop music and the characters running around, like, that's that's as much for 20-year-olds as it is. Yeah, yeah, because, like, I was, yesterday I was just looking at these bumpers and, like, they had, like, Will I Am and I think, uh... (laughs) Outcast. <laughs> it, yeah. Well, I am with the uh, Dexter's Lab music yes, video. Cor- right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He always argues with her. She thinks she knows it all because she's older and she's bigger. Whatever Dexter wants, he just goes and creates. Robots, it doesn't matter the size or the shape. He's always doing crazy tests and making a mess. And if they don't come out correct, well, you know what happens next. Uh-oh. Back in the lab again. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> I totally forgot. Wow. Oh, you know, something reminded me of that song, like, kind of recently. Oh, that's so bizarre. Well, it's funny because you think about it in the, the really early days of Cartoon Network. It was just, like... All the Hanna Barbera stuff being rerun, and the uh, the guy from Turner was just like, "Yeah, I want to bring cartoons back," and blah blah blah, et cetera. Yeah. And that was kind of how it began. And then, and then you know, the the early uh, cartoon cartoon series were through Hanna Barbera, and you know, I mean, even Seth MacFarlane's uh, starting on like Johnny Bravo and Cream um, McCracken and Gandy Tartakovsky, guys like that that were starting on other shows as well. And you know, now they're like these these massive names in in the industry. It's it's just I don't know. It's really interesting. Just that even even that channel by itself, uh, in terms of just animated content, it, it's it's you know because that's all their focus more or less. Mm-hmm. Uh, Going back to what Pam was saying, I think that reflects the times though, because like mm-hmm. Powerpuff Girls was originally going to air as Whoopass Girls, if I'm not wrong. Well, like, that was the uh, the college short name. No, no, no. It was the college yeah. short, but like I remember watching the documentary and like. Uh, it was uh, it was going to be whoop ass girls up until uh, advertisers was like ah we don't we don't feel comfortable with that and then that title changed yeah, well there uh, was there was more of a a thing then that they thought generation x would generate more money for them but then they realized that because the millennials were um, a bigger generation group i'm sure they went oh wait there's actually more money in appealing to these kids because generation x was like relatively small so i think like they were going after that because they were the buying power at the time but like mm. 
like 94, most millennials are younger. They don't have uh, disposable income. So they're appealing to the people who did. But clearly why that got steamrolled over was basically because like the amount of 15 year olds with disposable income was or around that age was more than generation X because that's the baby bust mm-hmm. and there aren't that many kids. So that's why like there was this such, there's such a dramatic shift. It's more of uh, just numbers, you know, because, because before it was like Cartoon Network was a channel dedicated to cartoons while tech TV was a te- channel dedicated to tech. And then MTV was also about yeah. music. And then like, uh, like you said, they switched to who they were target demographic for. And then the shows became less about, Oh, we're making a cartoon for Cartoon Network. We're making a kid's cartoon. for Because there, there was a shift where it was, they stopped doing just reruns and it became all original Cartoon Network content. And then it like, because I remember staying home from school and watching Hanna-Barbera the whole time. And it was like a different show every half hour. And then it became like, let's play, you know, now it's like, let's play two hours of Adventure Time and four hours of Teen Titans Go. So it's like. <laughs> that, that's not true because they don't play Adventure Time anymore. Oh, they don't? They, they barely uh, play it. Like, it's uh, ending in 2018. Oh, oh yeah, so news. Yeah. We have news. <laughs> That's right. Well, let's drop that bomb, everybody. Let's get into the news. Okay, news. This is CNN. Adventure Time is ending on 2018. There's, I think, one more season or two more seasons left, and it's over. There are 140 half hours left of Adventure Time. Oh, oh, no, only 140. Are you sure it's not like 15 minutes or, you know? That, I, that's, that's the article I found. It said 140 half hours. It's on the internet. It must be true. Well, well so by the, by I, the think it came, I think it came from a, a, a good um, source, but yeah. let me well, go. Nolan, I also read an article saying Steven Universe is canceled in season four because they went on hiatus. That's not true. Oh that God. one has to be true. D- don't, well, that's that like the last show they haven't canceled. Steven Universe point. is still going on. Sh- don't don't, don't Guys, scare the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. It's, yeah. it's still got okay, everybody. And a half. Hey, babies, no, calm down. It's don't okay. Worry. I'm not well, saying you know, they are, they're going to, but it's just, well, Gumball's not technically canceled. But. Yeah, here's the article. It, it, I was wrong. It's actually 142 half hours. Wow. Of content. Oh my God. Those, those extra two. Swear to God. Whoa. Yeah. But yeah, like it's over. All the 2010 cartoons. Like when I first started making reviews, like these were the first cartoons I reviewed. Like uh, Adventure Time, Regular Show, Gumball. It's yeah. Well, over. Gumball. They. It's just the creators leaving. The show hasn't officially been canceled. Uh-huh. Hmm. Richard's not ending at all. I I looked into it because someone told me it's not canceled. And I go, no, you're wrong. And I Googled it and I couldn't find an article that said Gumball is canceled. It just if you look at his tweets, the creator, it just you kind of you can easily think that from it. But he then says, like, the show's not over. I'm just leaving. So Gumball Gumball, it's just he phrased it in a very poor way. It was like, what was that, that Amy Schumer thing that happened as well, where she phrased it in a way that made it sound like her show's over. She was like, no, we're just not filming it right now. And you're like, why didn't you? Okay. And it's like uh, people <laughs> need to phrase it. Happens. Like, yeah, yeah it, it happens. It ha- but, but Gumball's, I mean, I worry about it if the creator's not going to be there, but maybe that'll work out. I don't know. Yeah. Sorry, Well, Jim. I will say on, on, on the note of Adventure Time, though, I, I'm actually in, in a in a most positive way possible – I'm actually very glad that it and a regular show are ending 
because I can imagine that they're going to have endings yeah. to their stories, which I think is really exciting because that's another thing kind of going back earlier about how things have changed. When cartoons would end, most of the time they wouldn't even be allowed to do that on the you know 99.999% off chance that they would ever bring it back, which never happens. Yeah. Uh, you know, but the, the and and I and I get from a business perspective like why it's like oh no we don't want to risk like just having it be like this is it's over forever. Um, but the fact that like I think that there's been a vision with that from these creator from these creator driven shows in particular, and there's like a beginning, a middle, and end that to appreciate because there's something about that that I think is that that kids themselves can find a lot of satisfaction with as opposed to just it going on for a billion seasons and never having any kind of like. This is it, and then they move on to something else. Well, it's it's also good because Adventure Time has totally run its course at this point. <laughs> yeah, like that show needs that show needs to like regular show. I'm sad about, and if Gumball is ending, I'd be sad about that. But Adventure Time, like that show, is like I'm so done with that show at this well, point. And I think a lot of people are that show. Like I know everyone's real sad about it, and I I saw the tweets from people who worked on it, and like that's cool. Like and at, and in its time, it was really good. But we're like two to three seasons past. It being a good show, like a show that I'm really excited about. And it's like, I'm kind of like fine to put that, that out to pasture, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, well, I admit, I, I haven't kept up with, with Adventure Time for a few years now. I am absolutely interested to see what the... In fact, if anything, what I'm expecting is there to be... Maybe they might like do, do the, the movie type thing where they'll have like a bunch of episodes all like, you know, kind of combined together into a big finale or something. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited to see how that story and how that world is going to get wrapped up. I, I also noticed that movie announcement. There's been, there was nothing in the, when it telling, when they talked about how it's ending, there was nothing about the movie, yeah. which makes me think it's going to be like the Phineas and Ferb movie where they make a press release, they make a big deal about it, and then it never comes out oh, or okay. ever happens. Yeah, because years ago they announced the Phineas and Ferb, I think, a, a theatrical movie and also a Ben 10 yeah. movie, and we've heard nothing from those things. Well, the, the Phineas and Ferb movie was supposed to come out the same weekend as the second Wolverine movie. <laughs> hmm. Gee whiz. So. But now we have a spinoff with Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think that that's probably a better thing because the TV movie they did of Phineas and Ferb was pretty lousy. Other than the one, there's like one joke that kills me. But other than that, it wasn't very good. Phineas, have you guys seen the previews for the new Phineas and Ferb spinoff? I don't think it's a spinoff, but it's made by the same people, Milo Murphy. Yeah, yeah, I think it is its own thing. When does it start? I'm curious about that. Pretty soon, right? Oh, I think it shared something already. Oh, maybe maybe it was this weekend. I just want to say, huh. Phineas and Ferb across the second dimension. More like penis and Perb get a second erection. <laughs> You've done it. Yes. You've done it. Yes. You've done it. Back to no. form. Here's your, here's your fucking uh, uh, copper star. Oh Dink. boy. There you go. Yes. Um. Anyway, what the hell? Yeah, um, but, but yeah, both Adventure Time and Regular Show, I think, totally deserve, like, endings. And I, I'm very, very interested to see. And also, not only that, I'm, I'm interested to see what uh, Pem Ward and J.G. Quintel do next. Because I'm sure that they have plans for pushing to the next level of their own abilities. And, and you know, whether it's through doing another show or, or something else entirely, I, I'm very curious to see what they or, have in store after that. 
going to another network even if they want maybe yeah who knows? not that i know anything but i'm just saying oh do you know anything <laughs> no i don't know anything Damn. but uh, the, the <laughs> i mean that's well, possible you, it, it's certainly happened before things? so no i i don't know what's gonna happen with cartoon network i am a little worried because mighty magic swords doesn't give me a lot of hope so i'm i'm kind of like i found it funny i mean it's <laughs> it's nothing like the I, I think they need like a big uh, a new show that I'm like that I could get obsessed with again, and it's yeah. been a few years. They're, they're two biggest shows right now is Teen Titans Go and Steven Universe. Yeah, yeah, and they need more. I don't know. I will. I will say. I will say. I think it's okay for me to to tease enough of this. Uh, I actually have been working on a new Cartoon Network series. What the fuck? Uh, that uh, yeah, actually, that I'm going to be going into do some more stuff on on Wednesday. Uh, and fuck? I, I really like it a lot. I, I actually think it's really cute and I really hope that people enjoy it. And I've got some, I've got some hopes for it. Okay, is, okay, is, okay, this, okay. is this the Johnny Bravo reboot with oh, dude, you voicing got Johnny me, Bravo? Shit. I'm voicing, I'm voicing Johnny Bravo. I didn't, I, you, you've, you've got I, it out of me. Wait, I thought the rock was voicing Johnny Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't know that we are in fact one and the same. Yes. You heard here first folks exclusively. Chris Neosi and Dwayne, I, Dwayne I Johnson are. are the same entity. I don't think you are. I can't smell what you're cooking at all. <laughs> well, <that's laughs> You're, you're states away, but I mean, I gotta, I, I gotta, crank, I, mean, if, I gotta put a little more salt and pepper in there. If if you were the Rock, I I can always smell what the Rock's cooking, and he's cooking Shit. jerk chicken right now, Shit, and I don't right smell now. jerk oh, chicken. I've been, I've been fucking found out, man. <laughs> can you get me Kevin Hart's autograph? You're being a jabroni right now. That's oh my being. god, no, that's uh, you know, actually. Red Magnus from Disguise Five would call me a jabroni as well if if you were here. So I, would I mean, the, the Rock. That. I know The Rock, and he's a fine, upstanding gentleman. You know, he's a little too fast and a little too furious. <laughs> but, but you know. Uh, where do we so, go? Okay, okay, okay. The, the thing I wanted to ask was, because apparently, uh, you mentioned before, you have like a whole spectrum of things you do. So when you say you're working on something for Cartoon Network, is that animation, art, or voice? Uh, you know, I'm actually gonna make it a surprise okay you can't uh, say anything boy i can i actually know that's the thing i actually am allowed to talk about it but i actually want to keep it a surprise you. until uh, until next year Damn it. next I'm year so, i'm sorry okay. next year that's when i won't care about things oh well <laughs> well we'll then, see then i suppose you're not part of the uh, target demographic here at uh <laughs> It's funny because the guy who's working on the Ben 10 reboot said the exact same thing about me. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> no. Wait, did you have him on as a guest? No, we're not that cool. Oh, no, I was going to say, like, you know, I was going to say, man, if you said that, I would appreciate the honesty, you know, honestly. <laughs> he, he emailed me. Um, well, he emailed Pan saying that uh, he liked the podcast, but also that my hate for the Ben 10 reboot fuels him while he works on it. It's, it's not the creator. It's uh, someone. It's someone who works on it. So oh, okay. um, so um, I, I promptly and professionally told him to go fuck himself. Oh, did you <laughs> actually do that? No. Oh, I would hope um, not. I, I, mean, I, was, you just, I mean, you just did on this podcast, so I guess publicly you did. Welcome to the Let's Make Fun of Every Show on TV and Everybody Who Works on Them podcast on today's well, that episode. Was, that was a couple episodes ago. This, that's not this. Yeah, this, oh, okay. we, we've, done that, we've done that a lot of times. We're running out of shows to yeah. make fun of. 
Yeah, oh, we well. we bazinged everybody. If you, <laughs> well, you could have gave us, actually, 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 you know, I, I know. Check out. You should check oh, out Tomes. You can make fun of that show yeah, too. Hell yeah. By the way, you you didn't mention it, but I worked on Tome for an episode. That's right. That's Izzy was very kind, and you helped with a lot of lip sync animation in the later episodes. I think didn't you? Uh, I think it was just one episode, but it was okay. uh, some lip syncing here and there. Yeah. Yes, I very much appreciated you and. Uh, um, my other friend Andy Draper was uh, were very kind to uh, to help me out because, my God, it saves so much time when I don't have to draw the same fucking mouth shapes <laughs> over. <laughs> other news. What else is news? Okay, first off, I just want to say that I'm hoping maybe that one day that Dwayne the Rock Johnson uh, Johnny Bravo movie does happen. Like th- they've been talking about that. F- well, that was announced or hinted at years ago, like when the show was still running. But I think it could still work today. I mean, he he's he's involved in so many projects. Like, it's literally any podcast they listen to about movie news <laughs> has it be a joke where they say, "Are is there any rock news this week?" Because he's in, he's like, it's not an exaggeration. Like, literally, he's in so many projects. He has the Jumanji sequel. They don't know when they're going to make GI Joe three because his schedule is so hectic huh. that they can't because they want GI Joe to connect to Transformers and all that. Oh God, they're going to do that. Well, I mean, it was in the comic, but anyway, but yeah. they, uh, but yeah, so like he's so involved in so many things from like Fast and Furious 8 to Jumanji. And I think there's like other projects that I think it could happen. And I'm sure it's like on his long ass list of projects The Rock could plausibly do. But I don't think I, I will. You know what? It's been about 20 years since. So it would probably work nostalgia wise if he did it. Yeah, so, I would accept at least a like short film that was made to look like a trailer for a bigger movie. Yeah, like how yeah. he did with, okay with um, the Bambi uh, parody that he made for I think Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> a good point. Yeah, no, that's easy. I love that idea. That's a great idea. Yeah, they should do that. But does anyone remember there was a video game starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson of Spy Hunter? Like they were gonna make a Spy Hunter movie, but but they never made the movie. They just made the video game based on the movie that doesn't exist. Whoa. Wow, that I didn't even. That sounds amazing. It's mostly driving and shooting, but also the on foot missions are utter garbage. But anyway, next news. This... Is it so bad you can play it with a power glove? <laughs> this was made in the two thousands. <laughs> This is a PS2 or Xbox game. I like, I like it's so bad you can play with a power glove. You can be like, that That would be a great trailer for a movie, but like, she's so bad. Oh. You, you can play, you can play her, her with a power Oh, God, that sounds gross. Oh, anyway, boy. news, go ahead, please. Jesus hey, Christ. Hey, you guys like the Smurfs movies? No. Uh, Good. I actually liked that trailer a lot. I, 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 saw, I saw a little bit of it. I was like, oh, this is cute. That, yeah, and sh- looks... <laughs> We have to get to the. We have to yeah, guess yeah, yeah, yeah. it. But they're making oh, a new Smurfs right. movie, and it's going to be fully animated. And it doesn't. It's yeah, not going to have any real people this time. And the, the designs yeah. are a lot smoother looking. They don't look wait, wrinkly. Oh, wait, are you saying they got real Smurfs? <laughs> no, no, they, it's animated. <laughs> it's it's anim, It's CG. Wait, animated animated by Smurfs? Sure. Yes. <laughs> they oh. were cheap. They can do it. it it's done kind of like the Popeye oh, cartoon God. CG thing, where like they actually look like. CG generated versions of the 2D drawings. Oh, okay. Oh, that yeah. that's cool. I actually, I, I keep getting. <laughs> I still haven't watched this trailer. I keep hearing about it. People well, keep asking me about it. Well, I never let me it. spoil it for you. It has p- current rap music and stuff, and it's the Smurfs being in your face. There's two versions of the same trailer, though, Pan. What? The 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 US one has p- random rap music put on top of it, and then the UK version has just. 
without the same thing, but without the pop culture music on top. So it's well, like you, uh, you know, the, the Smurfs are a bigger deal in Europe. So I, I they might be like because I think uh, the Smurfs did a lot better in like Scandinavia and stuff. The other two because it's like, what where's the comic from originally? That it's it's based French. On? It's French. Sure it's okay. French. Yeah. So I, I feel like they're probably, there's more emphasis on that market. Whereas here they're like, I mean, we want it to do well, but I'm sure they care more. Most of their money's coming from Europe with that one, mm-hmm. I'd assume. Oh, that, that but, makes sense. Uh, the voice cast is great, though. I'm really excited. Well, for one person. Who? Uh, Danny Pudi as Brainy. Oh, yes. Happy. That's good casting. <laughs> Who's Smurfette? They didn't get like I Katy Perry. It was a Demi Lovato or some Disney person. I yeah, think, I think they recasted story. her. She's no longer uh, Katy Perry. She's someone else. Uh, who's Papa Smurf? Did, did they get Patrick Stewart? Uh, let me look it up. Yeah, but... Um, they should get her. But or what, John Goodman. Or... But since it's going to be all animated, like they don't have to worry about blending it in with like the real world, and they don't have all these wrinkles and pores on their face. Cause Wait, they... so they're not, they're not going to be in New York City and play rock band? No. <laughs> Oh, if that's not happening. God damn, that was such an awful scene. Like the the I, looking at the first Smurfs movie, like half that movie's nothing but product placement. Like it's just them going through like the some toy store and just saying, "Hey, look at this cool Nerf gun. Look at this cool Guitar Hero set. Isn't this great?" Okay, okay. So here's here's the voice cast: Demi Lovato as Smurfette, Man, okay. Mandy Patinkin as Papa Smurf. Oh, Mandy Patinkin. Yeah. Uh, the the guy who plays Fix, Fix It Felix is clumsy. <laughs> he has uh, a name. Oh, that's cool. Oh, I like that. I like that. That's one. And then uh, Joe Mel- Melangio is hefty Smurf. And then Rain Wilson is Gargamel. Oh, I can Rain. see that. Rain. Oh, who's Rain Wilson? I know that name. He was on uh um uh The Office as Dwight. Oh, okay. Oh yay! Oh, oh Dwight! Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I love Super. Oh God, I need to see that. That's like. One of my cinematic oversights. Yeah, super. Um, it's basically like, well, a lot, it came out around the same time as the movie Kick-Ass, so people were comparing the two, but this one's a lot more, surprisingly, a lot more violent and a lot more, I guess, realistic. But wasn't it, isn't it James Gunn who did Guardians directed it? Yeah, because he worked in Trauma, and this does somewhat feel like a Trauma film, but I would also compare it to Rick and Morty because it has that same feeling of both, like, conflicting feelings, like laughter, but also terror at the same time, you know? Where you just feel uh-huh. sad for a character, but also laughing. That's like my life, I guess. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Hey, what, what's uh, what what studio is doing the Smurfs movie? Sony Pictures one? Animation, who did Hotel Transylvania. Okay. Same, same peeps. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, the, the little trailer I saw, I, I really liked how, like, like, like goofy and bouncy the animation was. Like, it felt much more like classic Smurfs and not like, modern, well, we're trying to appeal to you people of the dots or whatever. Like, so I, I, I don't know, I'm... Even though I'm I'm not like a I'm not a massive Smurf, Smurfs fan or anything necessarily like yeah, I this Smurfs one looks like it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, no, a- my 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 half brother is a Smurfs kind of story. He has like every fucking Smurfs figure in existence collected, like you wouldn't even imagine. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I I don't know. I think it, it might be fun. It looks it looks cute, so I, I'm I'm certainly open to it. I refuse to believe there's more than one Smurfs connoisseur in the freaking world that collects Smurf stuff. Other than who? The Black Nerd? Andre Black Nerd, yeah. Oh, oh, huh. How about that? Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm actually not surprised by that. Wait, does he he really collect things? or is he? Because now he's just on the TVs when I go to Regal Cinemas. What the hell? 
he'll go he'll go like he'll go like hey regal movie fans i'm here to talk to you about a movie you'll forget about in six months and you know (laughs) and he goes the thing and then i'll explain you gotta pay your fucking bills somehow and plus also if he's paying his bills with a gig like that he probably can collect whatever you want so much love to andre yeah i guess andre's awesome i I met him at comic i don't i don't it's i've heard he's nice i just don't like any of his stuff <laughs> fuck you well, <laughs> yeah he's like uh he's like one of those cartoon characters like crusty the clown that just keeps appearing in random places everywhere he appeared in my bathroom mirror the other day it really freaked me out sorry well i, I heard if you turn off the lights you stare at the mirror you say chain chomp a couple of times he appears yeah that's true i i mean in my defense in his defense i did do that three times um, you know, I've had Beetlejuice problems before, but I have a good exterminator, so. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> Beetlegeist, you mean? I'm sorry. Yeah. Do you remember that community joke where they say, over the course Beetlejuice of a couple episodes, times. they say Beetlejuice, and then he walks by the back? That's so funny. Anyway. Oh, to, okay, to clarify here, in the, the first three seasons of Community, they say Beetlejuice once. Uh, each like season? One kid, each season. And then season <laughs> three's Halloween episode. Um, they mentioned something about the Beetlejuice play, um, the soundtrack, and it's Halloween. So behind them in the window, a guy dresses Beetlejuice walks by. <laughs> it's like the, the most longest, it's just pointless background gag ever that they set up for uh, three seasons just for that. Yeah. I, lo- mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. <laughs> like somebody timed it just so like, okay, how many times has Beetlejuice said in this in this episode once perfect i mean community and dan Harmon fans i believe it i believe yeah. that i believe like when that happened there was one of them go oh my god i know what they did uh, i think what happened was in the halloween episode someone mentions like i think we've mentioned beetlejuice twice like they were read through the the script i was like i think we've we've said it like three times we should do something about that <laughs> and so they just got an extra dressed up as beetlejuice oh, so it wasn't I, know, even I, ho- I hope in uh I really hope in Dragon Ball Super, there's like a special uh, five episode arc. Sorry, I had to count in my head uh, where one of the characters that can do a Kamehameha says each of the individual syllables in like one like one of them in an episode. And then in the fifth and final episode of the arc, they just say ha and it just like d- destroys all of existence without big the Kamehameha is. I want I want that. That's that's my equivalent <laughs> of the Beetlejuice gag. And uh community that, that reminds anyway. me anyway like like in the simpsons like people say that if you, if you cut all the uh rainier wolf castle movies together the, the clips from those action movies that the simpsons watch it it forms mm-hmm. one coherent film somehow oh probably <laughs> yeah, yeah i could i could totally see that i've heard that somewhat I, coherent. I think i watched it or something it's like, cool. like that yeah somewhat coherent but you guys want to get into the questions Oh, no, yeah. This is going no. fast. Okay. No? Yeah. We, oh, we already recorded 47 minutes, which is we're doing good. So questions, if anybody has a question, be sure to start out with the word question so it's easier to find and post your questions in the YouTube comments of this YouTube video. So our first question comes from 
the saucy pickle question. Do you feel like the stigma around animation is starting to disappear? Uh, yeah, actually. Yeah, very, very slowly, but I think it's on the way. Yeah, slowly, I mean, but stuff like Adult well, Swim and Sausage Party. I think Sausage Party and Nerdland just signed a deal with Samuel Goldwyn, and there's just been a lot more, or like even The Killing Joke, making three million uh, in, in one night at the Fathom Events thing shows that like audiences are more ready for it, but I haven't read... Warner's picked up another adult animation cartoon or, you know, like there's nothing else on the horizon, but it feels a lot better than it did a year. I mean, how much Sausage Party made like a hundred, right? It did a good amount. Like I know it yeah. made its budget back. Or like just would... the fact that like we were talking about it earlier, that there were normal people in that theater. There weren't just animation fans. I think that yeah. says it all, you know. Sorry, Izzy, what were you going to say? I was going to say was, uh, I wouldn't even just say exclusively cartoons, but if you jump towards the comic book movie, you have Deadpool, which is R-rated, I think also helps in that kind of area. Yeah. Somewhat, yeah. Well, it's changing the what people accept from these mediums because that's like, that's a, a send-up almost of, is of the genre. And you can't do that unless people know a lot about the genre so it's like showing how we're evolving yeah because mm -hmm. like i don't know in general i guess we're people are more open to like all this fandom stuff since now everywhere i go like target or just like hot topic well it started with hot topic but stuff like target and all walmart are just selling all these walking dead or these episodic shows that got really popular now, these Game of Thrones things, like people are now more open about being into these fandoms, sort of. I mean, and if you think like the kids who are growing up, having this be their popular entertainment, what they'll be like, you know, 20 years from now and mm -hmm. so forth and how that'll influence things. So I think it, it will change, but it hasn't gotten to the point where, you know, DreamWorks is preparing an animated adult film every year or yeah. something, you know, <laughs> but we're a lot, we're a lot better than we were before. You know, yeah. I think I think this year specifically and this summer, like I think within the Killing Joke and Sausage Party and Nerdland and getting a major studio kind of shows a huge step forward in the last like two months than we were ever before. But yeah, there hasn't been anything else. So, yeah, you know, I agree. Yeah, I, I, I think we're definitely like on the way. Uh, I, I'm, I'm curious. And like within the next couple of generations, uh, were the people like how uh, it's going to progress further? But, but I, I yeah, I, I agree. I'm definitely hopeful for like you know the the way things are are going right now for certain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because like also that goon movie that was that was supposed to come out, which we never heard some, anything about it for a while. But like after a Deadpool, Deadpool, who, who did who's the director of the goon movie, the CGI animated R-rated goon movie, like. I don't know, the director just came out and said that the project's not dead and suddenly there was a new uh, opportunity for it, but we haven't heard nothing from it yet. But So that project's still alive, possibly. That's exciting, because The Goon looks like it would be a really good movie. Yeah. yeah. I would love to still see that someday. That, 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 that trailer looked really cool. 991 Yu-Gi-Oh! Why don't you do top 10s more often? People tend to search up top 10s and top 5s. You would get more viewers and subscribers that way. Wow, you're sometimes it's not everything, Yu-Gi-Oh! Is this person your manager? You they should find a better way to communicate with you. Question, why don't you sell out? Question. I mean I that was his manager. I mean they should there's this really great channel called Watch Mojo. I don't know if they've what? checked it out. 
Yeah. You know, I want to do more besides just doing top tens every single time. You know, I, I have I more mean, to. I don't even think it's so much selling out. It's like, look, if you, if you don't want, if there's something, if there's a type of content, look, if, if you really want to go all out, I mean, just fucking start a Let's Play channel if it's well, all it's, about just it's, getting more views. I, like, it's not selling out if you buy in. Remember that. <laughs> Did you ever see SLC Punk? That's my favorite yes. line in that whole movie. I, I, was watching, we're, we're, I was watching SLC Punk and I was like, oh, that's where Jim got that line from. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love SLC Punk. That, that line's so great because he says, like, remember that. And he, like, his son walks away and it's like, that's my favorite line in that movie. Um, but uh, actually, yeah, this is kind of random. But that video you did about best adult movie, animated movie, I forget, with uh, El Superbisto. Mm-hmm. I actually saw that in theaters. What? That was that aired in, oh, I guess it played in theaters well, for like it, limited. It played, it played only at midnight on this one, like a Fathom Events thing or something. I don't think Fathom was around, but it was like a one showing, but it was nationwide. And uh, I showed up and it was like me and only other animators I knew. So they're like four people, but we, none of us knew we were going to be there, but we all knew each other. <laughs> so it was, it was like a really cool experience. Oh, that's funny. But none of us like, but like, it was like, cause we all came in like kind of when the lights were out and the lights went on, we're like, Oh, Hey, and Hey, it was like, but it was, I had fun with it, but I know it's like more remembered now for being on Netflix on DVD, but that was, yeah. <laughs> anyway, was sorry. Destiny that brought you all together. Yeah, it, it was funny because I even asked all these people like, do you want to come with me? And everyone was like, no, not really. And like, I was like, guys want to go on a quest to save the world. You want to see a midnight movie by Rob Zombie that no one's going to remember and like ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't I don't understand where that movie came from. It just like appeared and it was just here and that's it. And I can't find any behind the scenes info on it. I think it was just like a, a cult movie. Like when they tried to there was that late 2000s thing where they're like, what if we purposely make movies to be cult movies and like none of them worked out <laughs> to be that like, you know, like Snakes on a Plane was the first yeah. and then uh, that Drive Angry movie and Repo, I think. Uh, uh, Repo. Well, Repo, I think, became more of that. But that's because it wasn't by a major studio like these were studios made them to be that. And that was why, which is weird because you can't make a movie be a cult movie it just organically happens which is yeah. so I th- it was such a weird idea and then they kind of like machete and uh the grindhouse thing although that kind of worked but i think by machete kills it was like wow this is over and then it morphed into sharknado i guess on yeah. tv <laughs> sharknado i think is more of that machete machete i think was a little bit more than just cult status but Eh, well, it's, it's made, I mean, it's made to be a cult movie, mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. Like, on purpose. Well, it was started from the Grindhouse, uh, those Grindhouse yeah, those, double feature movies. Those were made to be that also. Yeah. Also, or like Hobo with a Shotgun's another one. Oh, yeah, that mm-hmm. was just like someone's fan film that was that won a contest, I believe. Yeah, it won a contest a for film. the movie. It, yeah, for a teaser trailer to be in the Grindhouse movie. And, and certain theaters, they'd play a fan-made uh, trailer within the Grindhouse presentation, and so Hobo with the Shotgun won, and then they, I think I don't remember this very well, but I think they crowdfunded or something like that. They were able to make enough money to get Rutger Howard and make it, and I for, I reviewed it forever ago, but I don't remember Hobo with the Shotgun. Yeah, but next question, Sally Skeleton, 
Do you guys like Overwatch? If you do, who's your favorite character and who's your least favorite? Uh, I have not played it, but I like the characters. Uh, my favorite is probably May, and my least favorite is McCree because Xander Mobus constantly does the high noon quote <laughs> and, and, and every single variation of, and I want to murder him for it. So yeah. Xander, if you're listening, I'm coming for you. <laughs> Oh, the, bra- the 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 Smash Brothers voice actor guy. Yes. Oh, yes, I met him right. at PopCon too. Uh, he's really sweet. Oh, sweet. Yeah, he's a yeah. nice guy. Uh, Piece of shit. But- okay, go on. <laughs> All right. Um, I, was just, I would Ken jump Alexander on the. If you hear this. I, I oh would God. jump on the. Uh, I don't play it, but I really do like the character designs. And if they made like a series or a web series or even an actual TV show, I would definitely watch it by the designs alone. Yeah. Uh, like I like the butt girl tracer. I think is her name. <laughs> she's got. She's. There's more to her than being butt girl. <laughs> that's only. That's they all got the, butts. The guys the and main, the they all got butts. Speaking note. of good butts, Roadhog, excellent, oh, A plus character. I love him. <laughs> what? Well, of course, uh, Divas. What? <laughs> Nolan wants to fuck the pig man. What the fuck does that imply? What are you implying? I don't know. No one knows what to imply. The fetish blog was the fetish episode was last week. Move on. Diva. Yeah, oh. stop, stop trying to drop eggs on this. <laughs> yeah, you'll have egg on your face. Oh, I don't want I don't want to be part of this. No, so we just we just we just messed up this diaper. Uh, <laughs> Diva. What about you, Jim? Are you are you uh, are you a champion at Overwatch? Oh yeah, uh, my favorite character is the pig. Also, maybe. <laughs> cool. Jim hasn't played a video game that isn't Turtles in Time. No, I've played. I've played. I yeah, I don't play video games that much. I mean, Jim, if you want to do a let's play where we both play Turtles in Time, I. But then you'd be like, I'm sure I would get worried. I I would not be as good as you are. I'm sure you're much better video games than me. Because anytime I play Turtles on Time at the barcade here, it's like an arcade bar thing. But uh, like other, I'll I'll play it for too long, and people will look at me like, "All right, guy, <laughs> you this, had enough." This is, I feel it's like you're having a great time, but like for real, like you know, we we can tell you're you're a Taurus, you know. <laughs> Get out of our arcade. I mean, I was happy. <laughs> I like like Streets of Rage and stuff, but I I don't think I'm like good at them <laughs> at all. So. Yeah, a lot oh, of the Konami hard. games in the in the 90s I, I loved any sort of arcade game like uh well sunset riders that's also a good one mm. i remember when konami made video games i remember next question <laughs> yeah but but i guess none of us has played uh overwatch at all none of us nope yeah nope. yeah I, I, I got no time for modern video games but i just want to say you nah. could you could say i've underwatched it <laughs> Diva, I want to stick. You get one. You get one. You get one clap for that. Just one. Hang on, I got something to say. Diva, I want to stick my D in Herva. Next question. (laughs) Yes. Oh boy. Let's see. Uh, next question. Jack strips SL. Question. Can you ever re- re- recollect an episode of a cartoon that has a moral but is utterly contradicted by bad writing, bad storytelling, etc.? Wizards Only Fools. Wizards. I hate that episode. What that happened? was from Adventure Time. All oh, right, that was the one where it said "fuck your religion, fuck you." Was that it? Yeah. Can you, can you repeat the question? Because I, I, I want to answer, but I want to make sure I fully understand it. Can you repeat? 
Can you recollect an episode of a cartoon that has a moral, but it's contradicted by bad writing or storytelling? Like, it's a moral that's told poorly? Uh, yes. Okay, I have one example that springs to mind. It's not an episode. It's a movie. And it also has to do with adaptation. I've talked a little bit about this before. So, uh, y'all have seen, or I'm assuming probably most of you have seen Pokemon, the first movie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Pokemon the first movie, and, I, and I, this is coming from a guy who works on dubs. I'm generally not like this. That is a completely different movie in Japanese. Um, <laughs> yeah. And there are a few particular reasons why, but one major reason is because there's a part, if you might remember this, it's close to the end when the clone Pokemon are fighting the real ones. They're the original ones, that is. And, um, and Nurse Joy or somebody is like, Pokemon aren't meant to fight, not like this. And I'm like, excuse me, no, you can't go through an entire show where the whole point is about the spirit of competition and them battling each other and it's okay and then be like they're not meant to fight they're not they're not meant to fight not like this like fuck you like that that particular part of the english version of the movie pissed me off because looking back at that it's like no that completely contradicts everything about no the it does yes it does yes it does no, no it, it does it, it, does. it, it what really the line does is, they're not meant to fight like this. like this, it's like, like okay. So where do you make that? Where do you make that d discernment, guys? Oh, because they didn't have abilities this, or powers. They're literally just yeah. Like which also, which fighting. also, which which also, by the way, was a dub only thing. That's not what happened. The whole thing where oh, I'm using my psychic powers to block their abilities was a dub only thing. So that was not. Why were there. any of them using their abilities in the source footage? I, I don't know, but I, but the whole thing was that the people that were writing the adaptation for that movie were like, uh, we don't like the moral of this movie, and we don't like the fact that it's about Mewtwo and Ash happens to be in it. So we're going to change the entire theme of it because we think that this is going to make more sense to an American audience because I guess we can't be a little bit more lofty or in depth about the fucking story of this. And it, it may not seem like it's a whole lot, but like these little subtle changes that were made to particular parts like that, when I look back on it, it's like, wow, that really kind of fucks with the whole, because the whole thing is that movie is about Mewtwo. That movie is supposed to be about like this character who's like angry at the world and like trying to figure himself out and not knowing like what he is or what his place is or anything and taking his anger out on everybody else. You know, that's kind of the whole deal behind it. And they made it more into Ash and company fight a big evil Pokemon, and then he changes his mind at the last second because, I guess, whatever. <laughs> and, like, and granted, I also understand, okay, clearly they thought, well, this is how we're going to be able to market this to the most broad appeal audience ever. At least that's what we think it is. But when I look at that, I'm like, you know, like, because Pokemon gets a lot of shit for, like, oh, it's whatever, it's not a real show or it's not a real story or whatever. But I don't know. There was, I feel that there was a lot more to that movie as it was originally, and there was some of it that were just kind of, like, stripped out. And I feel that those changes contradiction, contradicted the point of what was, like, set about that film originally. And so I didn't, like, uh, that, that, that kind of, like, that kind of, like, I guess, uh, what's the word? It, it like uh, it lifted the wool over my eyes, I guess, in terms of my perception of the 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 English version of it or whatever. But I don't know, whatever. Anyway, that that's a... my long-winded answer. <laughs> Damn, how did we? What was the question? Oh yeah, it was the morals. But like, yeah, because originally the uh, Pokemon the first movie, the, there were chunks cut out, like a uh, Mewtwo's humongous backstory that they just snip through essentially they did that, put it they did put it in the dvd of the that was a, that was a later 
that that part that you're talking about, I, I I actually thought that for a long time. Apparently, that was on like a like a like a later version of like a director's cut or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to be fair, either way, the the intro sequence about Mewtwo coming to into existence, like that was more to set the tone of this is a movie about this character and the characters from the show happen to be in it and they interact with them and they change him ultimately. But it's not a movie about it's not supposed to be a movie about Ash and company fighting an evil Pokemon and whatever kind of thing. But it was kind of like adjusted. I don't know, whatever. I've gone on yeah. for like 30 years about <laughs> Anyway, somebody else answer. But what's funny is that uh, if you remember, uh, after they learned the moral about like, hey, they shouldn't fight this brutally. At the end, uh, Mewtwo wipes out their memories and nobody remembers the moral. So they're just going to go back to fighting brutally, I guess, or whatever. Well, I- that's what See, that also now it, now it again, works, the, fight, the fighting thing wasn't what it was about at all and not to mention it's more so i think what the audience takes away from that part mm-hmm. if anything because it's it's, it's more and, and you too as well not ash and company for remembering whatever it is so you know Anyway, did you guys see the sequel movie where uh, Mewtwo got divorced from Mew and lives with his clone children on an island the direct oh, video i saw yeah, I remember that. Mew versus Mewtwo. It was just about the divorce, and Mewtwo <laughs> hangs out with the kid, and you start like you start like really fit. You're like maybe Mewtwo's not such a bad father, and then and then Mew's mom, and then Mew, and then Mew shows up just at the divorce hearing, and you're like, you know, I know this movie's a little sexist, but I'm taking Mewtwo's side anyway, and you feel bad about that. But Mewtwo really grew as a father throughout the film, you're and you're fucking just like, implicating. What about what about the scene? What about, the, white. what about the scene where they're in the bar and Mewtwo throws the beer against the wall and Mew's all scared and I just did Kramer versus Kramer. Let's move on. <laughs> Mewtwo just goes on, to, on top of a roof and he just says, I really am a monster while it's raining. I, w- I wish someone would yeah, remake the trailer for Kramer versus Kramer with Mewtwo and Mew. That'd I don't know what Kramer versus Kramer is. It just, it, like, it's I, a movie about divorce. <laughs> I, I've heard of, I know it's a movie that ex- I never, I heard the title before, but in my head, I just keep picturing it as being a Seinfeld episode. I mean, it's 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 a way better um, movie than Batman v Superman. I can say that. <laughs> oh, everything is. Wait a minute. How the fuck does Batman versus Superman even factor into like Kramer v Kramer? Batman yeah, v Superman? Yeah, that's what I was. The V for going. vagina? Yeah. Like, anyway, next question. Yeah. You could have fucking said anything. It could have been like, this is better than a Will Ferrell movie. I don't know. That's not how Jim's humor works. Anyway, bro. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Humor? I don't even know. <laughs> But going back to the question, like I didn't answer mine, but uh, the the moral, a moral being taught with bad writing. Um, of course, the Powerpuff Girls reboot. Uh, well, we've we've ruined that enough. Like yeah. I haven't seen any of it, so I can't even. Yeah. We have to be really careful. We've talked enough about it. There might be another uh, twenty minute Nero's Q video in our future. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But yeah, like people are asking like, hey, are you ever going to do the this, the part two of the Powerpuff Girls reboot review? And I'm just like, I don't care. Who cares about that reboot anymore? You yeah, know? it's it's kind of like like we, we all already shat on it. Let's just like let it yeah. die. It's been fucked already. Like it's over. We fucked it. Where would you fuck it? Right there. Well, I mean, what was there? Was there an episode where like it fit what the question is asking about? Oh, um, well, there was this one infamous unicorn episode. Oh, right. Oh. Yeah, I know about that. 
Yeah, uh, everything's uh, a mess. Hey, I'm a unicorn. My horn's not on my head. T- too oh bad you God. don't exist, Izzy, apparently. You're just oh. a unicorn. Go back to your Lisa Frank novels or whatever. Hey, what don't novels? be talking about our Lord and Savior, Lisa Frank. <laughs> In Lisa Frank School Supply. <laughs> our Technicolor Rainbow. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, Tone it down, uh, asshole. Oh, God, oh my. Oh, All right, since it's Halloween, Pigpen077, question, what is your favorite so bad it's good horror movie? I know you don't get give a shit, but my favorite is Jason X. That film's a blast. Actually, actually I will. I, I love Jason X. Jason X <laughs> is is really funny because it is, it is actually, you know, we're talking about the movies made to be called movies, like made to be bad. Jason X was like, 10 years before that was acceptable so everyone gave it like terrible reviews but it's a joke like jason in space like that's ridiculous and it's so fun it's it's one of my it's a friday the 13th movie i look i look back on fondly because it's like it is a lot of fun jason x is awesome it's it's a so bad it's good movie but it was made to be that and it's excellent at it but uh, I'm trying to think i i I admittedly i don't watch a whole lot of horror movies because i'm a i'm a i'm a Pussy. I'm a scaredy cat. <laughs> I well, I didn't want to do that, but thanks. Um, I uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna say scary godmother. Fuck you. That's oh, not scary. scary. Godmother's just good. My answer. Right, is Cartoon Network playing it this year? We don't know, but only, we have a friend who commit suicide if we don't. Oh man. Uh, yeah, we're just like a hyping. suicide pack. Like please, like Cartoon Network, you gotta play Scary Godmother one and two this year. You have to. I don't know if I mean, are there two? Are there two? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. On, on the second it's... one, uh, all of Jimmy's friends, the, the the big brother, like they turn on on him and he they go they they're friends with the girl now. As long all as I know all I know is that it has a kid voice actor that I really liked when I was younger because he was in Mega Man <laughs> and I was like oh cool I want to be like him someday and I was like one of the last things he did I, was I like, want to hear oh. what Jim was going to say Jim, oh, I, was, I was wondering I was wondering uh, I was hoping maybe the splat would play Crybaby Lane this year oh the in- that oh, lost wait, film wait, that wait. nobody cared about I, yeah. wait but I, I know what is that remind me I don't oh, know well basically here's the whole story of why people cared and why they don't is um there was basically this rumor that it was a movie Crybaby Lane, and it got played once on Nickelodeon and then never again because it was too scary. That was the rumor. But basically what happened is it played once, and Nickelodeon was like, I don't know, who cares about this movie, so we'll never play it again. And there was like this whole theory on Reddit that all this had happened. So then, because there was all this big deal about it, they played it on whatever the pre-splat version, I guess it was called, I guess it's called pre-splat. I think it's called premature splat. <laughs> Oh, premature, which can still get you pregnant. But anyway, so it's, the, or, it's orange. But, but the but they played on there, and it was like this big deal. But then after it played, everyone went, "Wait a minute, this is actually less scary than most." Are you afraid of the dark episodes? And it's honestly not that great. But the only thing that's cool about it is I think Tom Waits is in it or something. That's like okay. the only cool thing about it. And then after it played, everyone went, "I think you made that thing up," because Nickelodeon even said, "We never banned it." We don't know where that came from. And my personal theory is that somebody taped it when it aired, liked it too much, made up a theory, and everyone bought it because it sounded (laughs) fine. And so we all had to live in this, like, bizarre world where it was a banned Uh, movie, but it was never banned. There's a difference between being banned and apathy. 
Yeah. And, and between those things is Crybaby Lane. What, what was that other one? I, I It might have been Nickelodeon. I can't remember. It was like The Haunting Hour. Oh, that's on Cartoon Network. It was Cartoon Network. That's right. Yeah. And, and it, what the hell was it? Was it Hillary Duff, I think, no. was the chick in that? Emily Osman. Was oh okay yeah and then yeah, fucking she played uh, a goth yeah and... yeah 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 that's right oh, then, but, no. oh no uh, Jim Gaffigan had like a little like two second cameo in that and I was like what the fuck what's Jim Gaffigan doing in this <laughs> a poor like she plays a poor goth that got bullied and she goes home to listen to her 2002 iPod <laughs> and listen to some like <laughs> stock emo band that they got off like freemusicarchive.com or something oh they couldn't get Skinny Puppy or anything <laughs> no that's too obscure for oh, them Skinny Puppy Cool, man. Come on. That's not on freemusicarchive.org. They can't use that. Oh, so. Excuse me. I had to burp. Oh, I hope yeah. you don't anyway. mind. I was just so disgusted by thinking about the haunting hour. Anybody else? Anybody have got any other ones? Wait, wait, wait. I What's wrong with the haunting hour? That was that weird time when Cartoon Network was playing live action stuff. Oh, yep. yeah. It all we started dodged, with the bullet at that time. And also it was by R.L. Stein, but it was not under the Goosebumps license, no. No, yeah. I bought the DVD of the haunting hour, and I still have the, uh, um, Papa John's coupon. Yay. I never used it. Does it still? Does it still? Uh, good. It expired the year of the movie release. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know what? Bring it in and see if they'll they'll let you use it. You might get lucky. The cashier might be a big fan of the Haunting Hour. Yeah, they might oh, be like, I remember I'm... this shit. That, that was like or, they, or, they might be a, or they might be a big fan of you. They might just be like, oh, dude, fuck it. Yeah, here you go. Here's a free pizza. They'll be like, no, I'll, no, give no. You, I'll give you an extra garlic sauce. <laughs> no, no, no. They'll be like, oh, yeah, I was a fan too. And they pull out their dusty, ribbled up uh, coupon that they got from their DVD as well. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then it's like that one scene in the potato salad skit from uh, Oni where they're like slowly putting the pieces together. <laughs> and then they just go past it. Yeah, look, it's me. Look, it's me right there. <laughs> and then they and then they touch your and then they touch your peepee. And... <laughs> what? 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 You know that's end goals in life. Honestly, I'm so lonely. If somebody please touch it. Hey, that happens sometimes. Hey. hey, if it's if it's in the back of a Papa John's, that's the most magical place. <laughs> and Papa John's could be your daddy. That's what my fifth grade hey, teacher Pan. said. Hey, Pan, my favorite Dragon Ball GT character. Pan, what's the next question? Fuck. Oh, man. Well, I guess... You never got that one before. Damn. Well, not, actually, no, surprisingly. Oh, wow. Oh, I mean, now, I'm, now we will get it next time. I mean, it's, so, uh, it, it's Dragon Ball GT, so you know why. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude, the best, the best one. Okay, second to last question. Boot him. Jad and K, question. What is your favorite DVD slash Blu-ray special feature... Audio commentary. Of course, yes. Always yeah. audio commentaries. Yeah, always. I won't always. buy a DVD unless it has commentary on it. Or yeah. or if it's a Disney movie, a children's game that I'll never play unless I'm done. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, on the ROM that you can't run properly. The early days of DVDs when everyone was like, oh, yeah, it has bonus features and a shitty game inside. Like, like the Shrek DVD had, that was my first DVD, and that had all these cool features and a bunch of useless crap. That has um, one disc I, that's for kids and one disc for adults, where you get Shrek After Dark and stuff. Wait, 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 wait. What's everyone's first DVDs? Uh, my uh, first one was Dogma, the uh, special edition. Uh, Jesus, I want to no, say probably a, a Dragon Ball Z DVD, like one of the like three episode ones, no. probably. Um, How about you, Nolan? I do not know, but what I was going to say. Wait, fuck it, I lost it. Never mind. Fuck it. Oh, damn, Sorry, I Shrek it up. 
<laughs> DVDs, like, oh. I remember, I, I, maybe it was the early DVDs, or maybe our DVDs was shit, because, like, we had this one DVD that would always, like, stop working after, like, 30 minutes of playing a movie or something, it would just keep skipping and whatever. I had, I had, a, I had a Thomas the Tank Engine VHS tape that, <laughs> that did that, too. Oh. By the way, my first um, DVD was a little Nicky. <laughs> wow, no one remembers that Adam Sandler movie. I try not to remember that Adam Sandler movie. It had a Game Boy game, at least, for some reason. I also, wow, wow. Uh, I also agree with commentaries, and also, uh, in, in rare cases when you get stuff like Pixar, where they do, like, they go, like, all the fuck out on, like, little, like, mini documentaries oh, yeah. about, like, different aspects. Those are awesome, but those are very few and far between that we get those, so... I, I love those two, but I'm going to raise you guys commentaries and bring up uh, in-character uh, commentaries and uh, bonus features like bloopers oh. and stuff. Oh, yeah. No, screw those. I mean, I like those, but like, I bought Space Jam, the two-disc set <laughs> yes, version yes. of it. Oh, my God. oh, I'm so glad. Holy shit. <laughs> I, I bought the two-disc set because it came with a commentary with Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. It's lies. It's just Billy West. <laughs> I have to, please, please. Okay. What I fucking love about that commentary is it, not only is it Billy West and D. Bradley Baker being fucking hilarious and also only like halfway in character for the entire commentary. Every so often there will be a part. It's like it's half them commentating and then it's half like they'll cut in a part where the fucking like I guess the live action director I forget his name comes in and it'll just be this awkward silence and like footsteps and they'll be like yeah blah 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 we're voice actors and we're like talking enthusiastically about like how cool this movie was and it was great to work on it so um actually during this part uh originally we were going to have um very animation true to the original warner brothers style but um that decided that i wanted to fuck the entire thing up and have all the looney tunes characters not be funny at all so uh, we started to read the entire thing yeah, so anyway doc blah 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 in character joke or whatever and i'm like i can't believe this is the real thing that they market as special feature. <laughs> Holy shit, you set that up all the way through. I watched that in college, because my school library had the DVD. I was like, oh, I've never heard a commentary for Space Jam. Cool. Oh, it's got Billy Weston, Deep Bradley Baker. That's awesome. Then I listened to it. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I was just more upset that it lied to me, because I on the packaging it says, commentary by Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. Yeah, that's not <laughs> cool. <laughs> this reminds me, like, I remember I bought Pokemon Forever, the movie, and like, oh, that's commentary i love that oh yeah there was commentary but i i think i don't know if maybe there was something wrong with my dvd but i watched the commentary and like a third into the film the 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 voice actors i mean the the people commentating just like decided to leave or just stopped talking and just gave up what happened was so that the, the producer and director that when it was four kids at the time they did commentaries by themselves for the uh, first and third movies, and it was just the two of them, and they did it for the entire movie front to back. Mm-hmm. The one for Pokemon Forever was recorded separately and not while they were watching the movie. I don't know why exactly, but I think it's because on that one, they had like half the cast of the show like in there with them, which was cool. Uh, but for some reason, it was just, let's just record it and go for however long we feel like going for, and hopefully it will be the length of the movie, and then it just runs out after a while. Oh, that explains it. I thought, like, maybe yeah. for years, I, I saw that once, and for years I was thinking, like, what, was did the DVD, did something happen to my DVD, or was that how it was recorded? And they just didn't even finish the full thing. Fuck that. <laughs> Actually, I'll even, I'll even say, to anybody out there, if you can find, like, on Amazon or something, the original DVD of Pokemon Forever... 
get that and also that that is one of the one of my favorite pokemon movies as well it's a really good one but also the commentary on that one is really cool and has a lot of interesting stuff about like how their process worked and it has uh the late great maddie blaustein who was the voice of meowth for like oh, seven yeah. years on the show uh on it and she is hysterical on it like she just cracks all these great like goofy jokes in between everybody like serious she's transgender <laughs> voice actress right yeah what's that what yes, is yeah. the transgender voice actress that also did Dr. Yes. K on One Piece? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, and tons of other stuff. Yeah, she was she was amazing. And Four Kids is actually very openly like supportive of that as well, which I was very happy about. No, Dr. K on uh, Cubics, robots for everyone. Yeah. On, on Cubics and on uh, on One Piece. Dr. Yeah, Rain. it was. There was two. It was uh, Dr. K. Layla. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it was no, Layla, right? It's called Doctor Kureha, and Doctor Reen is her nickname. But in the dub, they were like, "Ha ha, we're being clever and referencing Cubics. Let's call her Doctor K." LOL. <laughs> That's a reference yeah. to ourselves. I love Doctor Kureha <laughs> so much. Yeah, yeah Doctor Kureha's awesome. great. Chopper is one of my favorite characters of One Piece. So. Yeah. Cool. Best. Did anyone ever watch but, Cubics Robots for Everyone? Unfortunately. So, <laughs> well, I love that show when I was younger. Like, I, I had the toys and the robot stuff, and people always ask me in the videos, like, "What's that robot from?" Like, there was I have this toy in the background of my videos sometimes, and I have to point out it's Cubics robots for everyone about oh, this transforming. Do you remember? I remember I did try like because I, there was a time where I was obsessed with collecting the McDonald's toys that all like linked together. If you got oh, all God, of them, oh God, you're, you're going the same direction I was. Cause I was gonna say Burger King had the toys and oh, you it? had to get all of them to get, collect the Cubics figure. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember, I think I only got like three or four of the parts and then they stopped and I was like, God damn it. Yeah. I don't even like you that much. Why did I do this? Yeah. Cause yeah. Uh, the Burger King toys, it came with like a random robot and a body part of Cubics, like the left arm or the right arm or whatever. And you had to <laughs> assemble it like Exodia. Yeah, but obliterate. Yes. Uh, but Quick side tangent on McDonald's toys, though. Um, I remember when Inspector Gadget came out, and I wanted the full Inspector Gadget toy. Um, yes. And I remember, and I remember seeing it at some kid's house, and I'm like treating it like the holy fucking grail <laughs> of toys. <laughs> and in reality, it was probably gross and like made of cheap plastic. Probably had lead paint and some they shit. Oh uh, yeah. The only yeah. two. The only. Two, of those toys I ever completed were uh, the Bionicles because they sold the villagers of the six different elemental like villages or whatever from Bionicle like Generation One, and then I, I had to go on eBay to find something later. And then the other one was when Disney's Tarzan came out. They had this like giant like jungle like island thing that was almost kind of like a mouse trap like pulley system thing, and if you got all the pieces you connected together, and like this looks like a cool like world map from like a Mario game or some shit. I won it, and then. Uh, I think I collected all the pieces of that somehow. But yeah, that that it's, I remember that Inspector Gadget one. It was just like the body parts of Inspector Gadget who was ripped apart apparently and packaged in separate McDonald's toys. It's just gruesome, but it was based off the live action movie. Yeah, so he so he had the Matthew Broderick ass fucking realistic face. God, I ever I recall the face looking very awkward looking. I'll, I'll make it the podcast thumbnail if it looks stupid enough. <laughs> Uh, jumping back to the DVD commentaries, uh, I think it was in character, but like I got really angry because I didn't get that it was a joke the first time I saw it. But Dodgeball's commentary, there's one of the DVDs has it with it's Ben Stiller and uh, Vince Vaughn. They argue the entire time, and then eventually they just walk out of the commentary, and then they change the commentary to a different movie. <laughs> What? Yeah, yeah, like, like, like they just they just cut to a different movie's commentary track. Really? Yeah, That's yeah, actually yeah. kind of funny. 
it, it is in retrospect, but at first I was super pissed because I fucking love dodgeball and I love commentaries. Wow. And that was the commentary I got. And I was just like, no, this is stupid. I hate it. That's that's like that's kind of meta. I like that idea. And uh the the Pokemon ones, I think it was um it might have been Pokemon Forever. Uh, all I remember is there's like a Johto. No, it was the second one, I think. Where uh, which which Pokemon movie is it? Where Ash is battling someone that has a uh, the purple Pokemon, the purple monkey with the tail. Oh, Apon. That was the third one. That was uh, okay. Pokemon. Uh, that was Pokemon Tower of uh, Tower of the Unknown, I believe. Okay. Okay. So in that commentary, I remember like the two guys talking about it, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I guess it's the season of tails." Because like every weird Pokemon in that battle had weird tails. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was uh, yeah, that was the original producer, and then like one of the early like director and writers for the dub, and he voiced like half the Pokemon back. And then he did like Psyduck and Charmander and a bunch of no. My fucking favorite thing. There's a there's a joke in the the or the earlier one, the Pokemon Forever commentary, where the the director writer guy. Uh, Michael Hagney, his name was. So he was talking about when they were recording the show, right? And they got, like, I think the first, like, 52 episodes or whatever it was. Everything up until the executor one. And he was talking about how they did the episode with Charmander. And back then he was, like, uh, he, he was talking about how he used to just jump in the booth and voice a bunch of the Pokemon creatures because they were, like, oh, they're probably only going to be in this one episode. And, like, you know, I, I'll just do it myself or whatever. So he voiced Charmander. And he was like, oh, and then Charmander showed up in the next episode. And I was like, oh, maybe it was Charmander was in like a two-part or something. And then it was Charmander for like 77 episodes or something. So we never really knew when a Pokemon was going to be in a lot of episodes or just a couple episodes. To which I'm like, he catches him at the end of the fucking episode. How could you not know he was going to be back later? Are you fucking serious? Like, He's the main three Pokemon starters. I mean, they I might, don't know. Because I was like, I, I just assumed with what I was learning about how anime worked, like like for dubbing, I just assumed like, well, you must have watched all the episodes and like knew like, you know, at least like, how long it was going to be going for and where it was heading or whatever. But I don't know. <laughs> I just saw that and I was like, that was a little bizarre that you like somehow didn't catch. And that's the reason why Charmander sounds like. Sure, sure, because he was just like, eh, he's just going to be in this one episode. Fuck it, I'll just do a little, like, Elmo voice or something. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the origin of Charmander's voice in the English dub. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, anyway. But, uh, We've talked a lot about the Pokemon movies yeah. today. <laughs> you are, to what every other guest is, for Sonic. Really? Yeah. Oh. yeah, we usually hit it off with Sonic the Hedgehog conversations with other guests, but Pokemon is what, what really uh, sets us off. Pokemon makes me generally less bummed out, so. You don't like the Sonic? Going back to Pokemon, the fourth movie, Pokemon Forever, that and I hated the bad guy because he looks so lame. Like, he had these weird bicycle shorts. I don't know why. I mean, do you guys remember the bad guy in Pokemon Forever? The <laughs> uh, ass guy. This guy with a helmet, and he had, like, this horrible CGI wood creature. Oh, yeah, Celebi turns into, like, a giant monster with, like, branches and shit yeah, all over. And, uh, shitty CGI. I, really do like that. I, I do like that movie, though, a lot. It's it's, it's one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was I was kind of wondering, like, why why did po why isn't this in theaters, and why is it just going straight to video? It was. It wasn't. It was actually, it was one of the last ones in theaters oh, at the time. But I think it was limited release. Yeah, uh, probably course. compared to the other ones, it was limited, but I, I did see it in theaters definitely. Mm. Yeah, I saw like, the I saw the fifth one at the fucking Tribeca Film Festival in New York one time. <laughs> a film festival for Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. 
Kind of cool. No, no, no. It was, it, no, it was just a film festival, and they happened to have it playing there because that was the newest one out at the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would have been much better, a film festival for just nothing but Pokemon fan films. I would have been told down. Well, I, yeah. I, I was thinking... Yeah, just, just fucking go on Newgrounds or YouTube. You'll find plenty of Pokemon fan films. <laughs> Not with the audience together. Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah. But I was... It's but, an experience. But I just, just right, in man. general, like... I don't know when you think fan uh, a film festival, you think pre- high quality, pretentious films, and you, and you just have Pokemon here. Not necessarily, like, film festivals actually have a lot of really cool stuff at it. Yeah, yeah. Should I really like this? Also, that, that, the one that they showed movie. there, the the fifth Pokemon movie, was the one where it took place in like an area that kind of looked like Venice. Oh yeah, and it was really beautiful, and so I, I actually kind of fit in there pretty well because it was really stunning animation for that one. Yeah, those two Mewtwo looking things. Was it the blue and red one? Oh, well, I mean not Mewtwo. Um, yeah. Lugia. Yeah, they were kind of Lugia. Yeah, yeah, I like that one a lot. That's 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 one of my favorites too. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, like when when I saw that Pokemon DVD in the shelves, like it wasn't in theaters, like Pokemon Forever. I was just thinking, like, oh no, this isn't in theaters anymore. Is Pokemon dying? Is the popularity of Pokemon going down? <laughs> and... die, no matter what you do. <laughs> Twenty years later, I guess. So I don't know how long it's been, but I guess that's not true. It's still here and it's never going away, ever, no. more than ever. No, Pokemon is yes. safe. I mean, like, people were saying that Yokai Watch is going to kill Pokemon. You just wait. Nope. No. Not so much. I don't think no. so. I mean, like, Yokai uh, Watch is here, but it's not really doing much. It's, yeah, it's, it, it doesn't problem, have the level of popularity it has in Japan. It doesn't have the universal appeal that no. Pokemon does. Because yeah. Pokemon's literally just animals with fucking elemental powers yeah gokai is like it's very like cemented in like japanese culture yeah i know they waited until the uh sequel where they they involved the u.s to bring it here in hopes that would help but like i I don't know i like you know in retrospect if we if it was the um if it was the 90s it would have been called ghost watch here (laughs) which is a way cooler punny name that's a nice title yeah, like, but no, that's no, Gokai, and I, I think it doesn't have as much of a sting as, like, say, Pokemon or anything. I mean, if, if they brought it back in the '90s, they, they would have like a knockoff version of the Ghostbusters theme song. <laughs> um, have, you the actual, have you heard? Have you heard the actual dub theme song for Yokai Watch? Yes, it's a rap. <laughs> oh, because boy. because we're still just not past that yet. Everybody, no. apparently not. No, Smurfs movie using rap music. It's just terrible. Just, Uh, I just figure like after after the Dragon Ball GT rap and the One Piece rap, I figured that all companies across the world would have fucking gathered that people don't take that shit seriously. Uh, Okay, first of all, the One Piece rap is one of the greatest raps known to man. (laughs) No, it's hilarious. But in terms of like actually it being a legit theme song, it's just like guys, nobody fucking wants this. (laughs) Everyone wants it. No one knew they wanted it. Apparently the, yeah, kids the kids wanted, possibly. No. Hmm. no. I don't know. I, we, I always wanted to, like, interview kids, like, see, what are they What are they into? Like, do they like this rap stuff in cartoons? Do they think it's the greatest in my, shit in my, in, my life, in my life, I have only ever once met one kid at New York Comic Con, I remember, <laughs> that when Funimation took over One Piece and they started redoing it and making it not a fucking joke... Uh, the, there was this one kid that was like, I'm so upset about how One Piece got redone now. They never should have changed it. I'm just like, you poor, stupid child. You have no idea. How old is <laughs> To be fair, at that time, it wasn't as big like to research stuff. And there was a lot of people who were actually upset about the voice changes. And 
Um, like not, it, not for one piece, not for one. No, piece. no, 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 no. Like, yes, you, me and everyone else that was mature enough to wa- read the manga and like actually care about it. Like uh, the, the source material. Yeah, we were excited about it changing. But there was a group of people, uh, some that aren't as deep weeaboos uh, <laughs> that were like, I, I don't like these changes. I don't like the voice cast. Uh, they're not the characters that they got familiar with. Uh, um, I, I mean, like, Dragon Ball and Pokemon, I definitely remember that being a big thing with people upset about that for a while. I do not recall anybody except for that one kid I met who was ever upset about the four kids dub being changed. I, like, I remember because it happened in, I think, high school for me. And I just yes, remember sir. talking about it with people. And like there was like one girl that was like uh, a teacher's aide being like, oh, yeah, I really like that show. But they, they changed the stuff. I don't like it as much. It's not as cute. God. Uh, so I, like th- honestly, most people I knew who like who like didn't who were what you're talking about like people who were just like kind of mainstream folks like they weren't big into anime that that saw that version yeah. of the show were just like man One Piece is fucking annoying and loud and everybody screams all the time. <laughs> I mean I, I mean I, I I will agree with you that like the four kids dub totally ruined any chances of uh, One Piece being a mainstream hit here. So, um, I I wouldn't say that. Um, it's, it's, starting- it's really it's really made a major comeback in terms of like after all the hardships it's been through and I feel bad too because I know people that were like in the old dub that and they're really nice and I have like nothing against them because of that because it wasn't their fault but yeah I mean it, it certainly put a damper on it but I think all things considered the fact that like it's still running on Adult Swim and like it's thriving very very well in the US and, like some of the, the, the movies have been in like some limited theater releases out of here as well like I think it's done pretty well for itself, and I'm, I'm happy. I just about don't it. think it's ever going to be as big as say Dragon Ball Z was. Thanks to no. the one piece. Well, just, no, but the also original. the fact that the fact that that Bleach and Naruto are both basically like done more or less, uh, you know, and the fact that DBZ is still existing and One Piece is still existing, that in and of itself kind of says a lot. So, well, I think uh, what happened was like Naruto and One Piece came to America around the same time, and I feel like Naruto took <laughs> is became the next big anime here. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. And it took, it's it, ironic because you would think that here pirates would do better while in Japan ninjas would do better, but it was the other way around. It's, it just kind of hit it right oh, the right at just the right time, more or less. So, yeah. Plus the um, the Naruto dub was actually done kind of competently. So believe it. Oh yeah. And it was TVPG on Cartoon Network. Yeah. And plus that was the that was the Cowboy Bebop voice director who did that show, and she uh, like took really major care of that one. So that would certainly explain that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not as bad as what uh, I think Germany did with the, with the Naruto theme. Twelve years ago, a nine-tailed fox suddenly appeared. If you believe it. Naruto! Naruto, I'm on my wing. Naruto, I'll be okay. Okay, it's really cool. Sakura, the beautiful. Believe it. No. Hey, what's the final question? All right, final question. Okay, the Panda Ashanka question. When was Newgrounds funny? Since you're a Newgrounds person and worked on there, like, uh, when was Newgrounds no, funny? I'm talking about that's like, oh, remember? No, honest to God, there was a lot of really funny shit on Newgrounds, and a lot of those creators like went on to do a lot of other shit after that point. Yeah, there so, was like, there was a lot of good stuff. I mean, I feel like this is full circle with the opening of a podcast. 
It's like, I don't know. I mean, look, here's the thing about Newgrounds. Much like many other, okay, much like TV, much like YouTube, much like probably Netflix to some extent, I don't know. No, actually, yeah, no, I, I would say because there's tons of crap on there. When you have a giant venue with lots of content on it, there's going to be a lot of shit that you have to wade through. And mixed in all of the shit is a bunch of good stuff. Well, they, they, you know? have, they, they, they posted and would send out emails of what were the top five things every day. And yeah. although some of those would be bad, there, there was a lot of funny stuff. I think it stopped being funny when people start going to other sites. But um, um, that's when it fell off. Really, I, don't know. I heard the phrase "ninety percent of everything is shit." That's true. Yeah, even for people, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, like you're never going to get like a hundred percent great, awesome stuff. And when the site's small enough, you know, or big enough, there's going to be like you know, for every ten pieces, probably going to be a hundred bad things. And it just happened that it was small enough that you got to see some of the good stuff right up at the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, something I really wanted to mention because I'm a nerd. Uh, I do own the uh, the Tank Man figure Whoa. that Newground sold for a bit. What? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, I, I didn't get to actually experience Newgrounds at the time. Like, I watched it like you guys did, but, like, I didn't, like, actually animate at the time. Uh, and so when I did start, you know, doing YouTube, I joined Newgrounds because I wanted Newgrounds to be a big part because it is such a huge part of internet culture, uh, for animation at least. And I, and it's war. Like I, I don't know if it's ever going to be as big as it once was. And I think a lot of it's due to past reputations of being raunchy and such. That's going to scare advertisers away. No, it, I, th- really. I. It's not. It's not that because that's changed. I think it's honestly more so the fact that just it. YouTube has made most other places like that for uploading content like kind of null. So yeah. it's more so it's like you just can't beat the king because even there was like blip and, and, and stuff like that. And it's like you can't beat the convenience of YouTube. Mm-hmm. So it's more so that than because like, yeah, advertisement and like support support wise, it was it was off fine for many, many years. But, but you know, just, even though it, it will never be as big as it once was, I still like to hold it, the history of it. So I made sure to get the tank man put on my shelf. Yeah. Yeah, that was important. I would want that, or uh, I know they had figures of Alien Hominid, and I really wanted that, but I can't find they, them anywhere. They did for a while. Alien Hominid was like their big thing. Oh, yeah. they just closed that. their store too, because like, because um, I, I mentioned that I had the Tank Man to someone, and like, oh yeah, you can't get those anymore. Damn, that was like only a year ago. Oh wow! But um, to close this off and to answer the question, when, when was Newgrounds funny? I feel that Newgrounds was funny when we were all twelve, living in the suburbs, listening to Dickett Park, watching Dragon Ball Z, drinking Pepsi while played Halo Co-op in the easiest setting, during which we consumed Doritos and looked at paintball guns on eBay on Internet Explorer connected to AOL on 56k modem before hopping onto our balding father's latest midlife crisis impulse sponsored Japanese-built SUV head to the mall and get more skateboard shoes and third-rate regular Levi's and mountain bike parts before heading home, voting Democrat and masturbating to the latest Sears catalog while huffing paint in your garbage in your garage before bros. <laughs> You know, I didn't. I didn't realize what that set up until just now. <laughs> that's a genuine one. Yeah, that's, not, that's, not a, that's not a sarcastic one. That's a genuine one. I didn't wow. that, was, that was genuinely impressive, Pan. I'm, in, I'm impressed. Did you just yeah. come up with that right now? I, I want to believe that. But. No, he no. did, and it's not an ongoing joke. <laughs> oh. Oh man, like I just asked that question and you you guys went on a huge tangent and I just I you know, just you know what? I didn't I didn't even think about it. I just thought, oh, that's a good way to to tie it all together. And then I was like, oh my god, how did I miss that? <laughs> 
Was that even a real question, Dan? <laughs> yeah, was that a real question? <laughs> that was that a wasn't a real question, was it? That was that a real wasn't. question from three weeks from like several podcasts ago. <laughs> and you've just been saving it? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> we didn't... You saved oh it just god. for me. Yeah. Just for me. <sighs> wow. Oh, All right. Yeah. Uh, can't, we can't. I don't know how you planned it? Yeah, we can't go anywhere else. We all from there. fell for that trap. All right, so this is the end of the podcast. I'm Pan Pizza. Oh, I was Jim. No Lindsay. And I was. I, I don't know who I am anymore. Do you have any upcoming projects you want to promote? Sure. Uh, right now on my YouTube channel, I have uh, a themed month called Voice October, where I'm interviewing various voiceover veterans. <laughs> from the uh, uh, various parts of the U.S. and Canada. And uh, I'm also putting out uh, a few more episodes of my sort of unofficial but blessed uh, uh, spinoff of Digino Gaming called Digino Voice Acting. I've got a bunch of episodes of that coming out. And uh, on the second week of November, I'm celebrating the five-year anniversary for Tome with a new short that I was talking about earlier. I'm very excited about that. I'm very proud of how it turned out. So uh, if you want to check me out, go to youtube.com slash Kerbifer15. Follow me on Twitter, at Kerbifer, other such things, etc. Do a Google search. Yay. Okay. Thanks for having me on. This this is really fun. Goodbye, pony. Rant and rave about the fucking Pokemon movies for an hour. Yeah. (laughs) Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Peace out, Emily and Stephanie. Dear mother, can you hear me whining? It's been three whole weeks since I left your home. This sudden fear has me trembling. Cause now it seems that I am out out there there on my my own. own. And I'm I'm feeling feeling so alone. Pay attention to the cracked streets and broken homes. Some call it slum, some call it nice. I want to take you through a wasteland I like to call my home. Welcome to paradise.